He asked me to move 7,000 people to uh, the Renaissance Center, the headquarters of General Motors, uh, and we hadn't bought it yet. This is Michael Zakhan, your host and the founder and creator of Our Future, with a go-to podcast and media brand for young professionals to unlock their futures. And today I have a very, very special guest joining me, Sherry Alexander. Do you remember the first time I came into your office as a freshman with that idea I had to build a business? That was the oh, first time. Yes. That, that was me, the naive freshman, yes. wanting to do something bigger than just be a college freshman. Sherry, you've had such an incredible career in human resources and you spent all your time at one great company. So tell me a bit about your career. Well, Michael, probably you don't know that uh, I started in engineering. And uh, from engineering, I went to manufacturing. And from manufacturing, I went to quality and interspersed between those areas of work. I did go to labor relations. That was my first place in HR that I went. And uh, later on, I went into training and development and uh, back out into manufacturing. And uh, so I had ended up 33 years with the General Motors Corporation and had a wonderful career living wow. all around the world. I lived in China building a factory for two years, uh, the first factory that GM built in China. I lived in France where I have family and ran part of uh, Delphi Corporation. Huge company. Uh, for Europe, got a strange, strange opportunity to, uh, I was working for the vice chairman of the company and I was running talent management for the world. And uh, he asked me to move 7,000 people to uh, the Renaissance Center, the headquarters of General Motors. Uh, and we hadn't bought it yet. So he hooked me up with uh, Matt Cullen, who was the head of real estate for GM and now a very, very good friend of mine. And uh, we ended up buying the, we got a great deal on uh, wow. an amazing building. And uh, eventually I moved 7,000 people from 17 different locations to the Renaissance <laughs> Center and spent uh, $500 million on fixing the building before I could move them there. That was one of my most fun assignments. And then I went to run... Uh, I was the vice president of HR for everything outside of North America. So the corporation was organized at that time, late 90s. North America, Canada, US, Mexico was one part of the company. And the rest of the world was uh, where I was wow. in the C-suite. So I was the vice president uh, of HR. That is incredible how you've been across the globe. And to think of GM as this massive international organization. It really is fascinating to think about. And people think it's hard to move a room of 100 Zoom attendees into breakout rooms, but you moved 7,000 people into GM's headquarters. And man, is that building beautiful. I, I love it. It really defines the Detroit skyline. And I love how there's like cars inside and there's some museum elements as well. It's a very, very cool space. And I was lucky enough to go there with a few friends. Sherry, you have a framework called the 10 C's of leadership. And I know you just told me you added on an 11th. So if you don't mind, I'd love to run through those. Through my many, many years uh, of corporate life and then coming to the Ross Business School 12 years ago, you know, I came to teach for two years 
And I fell in love with uh, students (laughs) like you, Michael. And so I stayed. And through that time and through all of the research that I've been doing over that time in, in the school, I have found that there are 11 qualities, uh, 11 things that leaders need to uh, really get under control. Now, I'm not saying they have to be good at all 11. In fact, uh, they can't be. No one person uh, is like another. And uh, the qualities that one has may be quite different from the other, and they still can be successful as a leader in the world. Uh, My particular quality is perhaps the first C that I'm going to tell you, and it's credibility. I I learned very, very early on uh, that uh, truth and telling it like it is was critically important. So credibility is the first C because I was uh, designing ventilation systems and uh, all of a sudden I got tapped to go to labor relation. And the first thing I thought of was, oh no, somebody told him I screwed up that (laughs) ventilation system in the car assembly plant. The president of the United Auto Workers had gone into his office and said, you know, you should put her in labor relations. She never lies. And that's true. I don't lie. And it was because when they would come and bring a grievance about bad ventilation in a factory, I'd go out and I'd investigate it. And I would either tell them, yeah, we got a problem and I'd go fix it. I will tell you that they believed me that I was going to tell the truth. Credibility wow. is number one and leaders need to be trustworthy and credible. I mean, one of one woman and 200 men in engineering roles, fixing ventilation shafts amidst a completely male-dominated profession. But Michael, uh, I didn't really think of myself as a woman. I just mm. thought of myself as an engineer. I never, ever go there. The second thing is caring. Uh, it's, uh, it's the second C, caring and being empathetic, listening well enough, uh, knowing where the line is, but uh, caring about your people. I say you can love your people, but uh, you might not like them, but you can love them as human beings. The next thing is uh, collaboration is critical for great leadership. You have to be able to work through people with people. Collaboration is critically important as well as being connected. So uh, being a real connector, somebody who can walk into your office and tell you about uh, what their idea is, and you can listen to them and uh, remember them and stay connected to them. So I venture to guess you and I will be connected for as long as I live, because you are a connector, and I am too. And I teach all my students to make, you know, this is my nerd side, make a spreadsheet of everybody you meet, what can you give right. them? What can they give you? No, so that, that really there's reciprocity. My entire life, I've been a connector between friend groups, between geographic regions, and now between executives and students and all that. So couldn't ring more true. Totally. Um, the next thing is calm. I truly believe that everybody should learn how to calm themselves, whether that's through mm. meditation or breathing, but a leader needs to be calm tremendously needs to uh, be calm. And uh, our emotions are contagious. Just like if I yawn, Mm -hmm. you're going to yawn. Same thing with I'm anxious and upset. 
you're going to know that and you're going to feel it in me. And if I'm leading you, uh, I don't want to cascade my anxiety or my upsetness towards you. And I don't want you to clam up. I want you to feel right. psychologically. To, at least it, it is apparent to know body language and energy. And if you can really get moving and project yourself, it adds all the more character and value to that interaction you're having. Totally. The, the next uh, C is uh, being curious and being creative. And they're kind of too interchangeable. But I, I know a lot of research has recently been done on curiosity. It's something that is hard for executives to experience because there's this paradox between being curious and being risk averse. And I don't want to go maybe so deep into a place that's the unknown mm -hmm. that I pull back. But we want uh, we want leaders to be curious. We want young people to be curious because right. the world's moving so fast. We've got right. to find and that's entrepreneurship, new throwing yourself headfirst into something unknown. I mean, we inherently fear we don't understand. And it's those who go out into the uncharted territory that come out with something big. Absolutely. And if you're curious and you throw yourself, just like you said, uh, you can really, through working collaboratively, find some creative ways and creative others. And, you know, new knowledge is found at the intersection of different functions. And uh, being surrounding yourself with other creative people is going to be that more right. important for the for the world. Uh, and I, I will tell you that 98% of uh, five-year-olds are very creative and 2% of 44-year-olds. Ah, the imagination. Uh, and uh, that happens uh, That happens when you're about seven years old and somebody says, you don't know how to draw very well or you don't paint very well or whatever, and we clam up and we don't do it anymore. So we got we to gotta get out of that. And there's other ways, there's lots of ways um, that I could share with you in another podcast mm -hmm. about how to- We can be like Peter Pan and uh, never grow up. I think that's creativity. the solution. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I'm oh, never that, I like that very much, Michael. Uh, confidence is one that if you read most of the literature, it's really, really hard to nail. And one thing I think about confidence is I think about my mentors. And at one point, uh, I was trying to figure out how was it that I felt confident? And it was probably because my father told me I could do anything. And my mentors had the same qualities. They always thought, and they always gave me things because they thought I could do anything. They were not, and this is what I hope for leaders, they're not worried about somebody being smarter than them, that they're willing to take a risk and take a risk on another person that may be smarter and may go further than them. And that's what I see as the importance of confidence in leadership is to be able to, be to able to that. defer, to be able to defer to other we people's talents. Definitely. Absolutely. To be a really right. great talent manager is to be able to step back and say, well, what result do you want to create as Brilliant. opposed to Brilliant. telling them what to do? Um, communication goes without saying. We already talked about it. I think it's critically important to be an excellent communicator, to be transparent, uh, to know when to talk, to know when not to talk, to know when you've talked too much. 
uh, I think is really important. So communication, as I said, body language, 80% of communication, 20% the words that you say. And great eye contact is something important for your interviewees, young people. And uh, the ability to accept challenge, to challenge others is uh, second to last. And last is to be conditioned. What I mean by that conditioned is to take care of yourself, take care of your health, drink lots of water, eat good food. And those that are uh, fit in mind, fit in body, uh, have the energy to be able to take on all the tasks and all the amazing problems that our world has. And with that energy, I think we can still solve anything. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sherry Alexander, former executive director of Global HR at General Motors. She's led an incredible career in not only the business world in fields as diverse as engineering and talent management, but she's also an academic and is really, really pursuing the consummation of her ideas through an academic lens. And it was just incredible to talk about those tenets of leadership. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. As always, I want you guys to do one main thing in addition to applying one or two of those 11 C's of leadership into your upcoming week, and that is to stay frosty, everybody.